This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by ForHims.com. Welcome to Unlocked. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. And this week on the world's number one Xbox show, we've got some fun topics. There is quite the Halo Easter egg of sorts hidden in Forza Horizon 4. I'll tell you about that. Plus, Doom Eternal, super impressive out of QuakeCon. I want to talk a lot about that. Plus, all of the Xbox announcements from Gamescom. Uh, but a quick reminder, if you haven't already readjusted your schedule, Unlocked has kind of sort of moved. In other words, you can get the show early now if you come to unlocked.ign.com. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, the show now premieres a little early, 24 hours early to be exact, right there on unlocked.ign.com. And then the next day at its usual Wednesday afternoon time, you can find it uh, on other channels as well. So let's get on with the show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, as I said. Brandon Tyrell. Hello. Look at the, I like you're doing like the newsman, like you're you're coming on the <laughs> Very air, but still stuff. like taking notes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, yeah, I like. Yes. You know, Tuesday. Like, you doing, say? Oh, I'm oh interesting. Right wow. up to the last My moment. Goodness. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> We've got our friend Tom Marks as well. Hello. Um, welcome. Uh, I like your. You got kind of, It's a, almost a Fallout '76. Bow oh, the bow. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little uh, kind of on brand a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Totally planned. As, as you it. might imagine. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about this week. I was on vacation last week. I have no idea what you guys did. We did a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 talk. Yeah. We had our good friend John Ryan in here because he has just poured over that game, has all the good details. Um, we talked about Miranda's Shadow of the Tomb Raider IGN yes. first and all those impressions as well. And then some stuff I can't remember because, boys, it's been a long week. It's, that's what happened. <laughs> I, I want to mention a quick non-Xbox thing, but it's just of general gaming interest. In fact, I haven't even talked to you guys about this. Uh, I, so I was at Disneyland, and in the downtown Disney, there is a, there's just this storefront called The Void. I'm like, what the? Weird. And there's like some Star Wars stuff out front, and I walk in. That, it's it's the, uh, that Star Wars hyper VR experience. Ooh. That, that we had covered on the site like uh, a month or two back. Yeah. It is called Secrets of the Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's in partnership. It uses Oculus tech, but it's a really crazy goggle helmet thing. Really? Like full, uh, full head like kind of thing? Way, way past the, the, the home consumer yeah. Oculus Go headset with a, with a haptic vest. Oh, so you can feel <laughs> yes. every blaster bolt. But the thing is, and it's, it's in a physical space, so uh, you as you move around inside the experience, there are there are knobs and levers and and even droids that you can t- you, if you actually reach like you out, actually they're there. Oof! So you know, it's it's in this you know I, the, the way they have it set up. I don't know. It's very very clever. But uh, I'd heard nothing but good things about this. I was like, yeah. oh, I want to try this. If you're ever in downtown Disney in Anaheim, and I, I remember they have it in Florida as well from our article around it originally. Oh man, is it worth doing? Is it really? Hmm. It's really cool. Like it's it's what you wish VR was in, <laughs> in your house, in the sense of it, it adds the tactile feel. Like I don't really even want to give away any of it. Yeah. You should go in as cold as possible. But it's and, in, and know it, as little about it. It's in downtown though, so it's not part of the park. No, proper. You, don't need, you don't need a ticket. You have to pay to use it, or, or? yeah, it's expensive. It's okay. like I think it's like thirty dollars. For per person, I think for like super but, fans, it's but an yeah, experience. It's, of, but it is a half hour thing. Oh like wow! Well, from start to finish, I guess that includes gearing up. So the the actual thing is probably fifteen to twenty minutes. Got it. But it's yeah, it's a you go on this mission and you're a stormtrooper and uh, you get oh, in there. That's and really cool. You can see like your friends are stormtroopers and you can reach out and and touch them and they're there. <laughs> they're physically there instead of as opposed to just in the game there. 
But man, yeah, check that out if you're just as a as a gamer. Like even forget about if you're even a Star Wars fan or not. Yeah, it's really interesting. Wait, it's like multiple people at once? Four people, up to uh, four. Yeah, reminds me of like laser tag. It's when really you're, good. You're all in the staging area, getting your vests yep. on. You're like, I'm coming for you, Greg. <laughs> it's not not unlike that, except no. you're cooperating. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, the you the, can all miss your targets together. <laughs> the sort of amusement park VR experiences that are starting to pop up are like a really interesting space for that because you can do things like that yeah. where it's way more elaborate than anything you could get at home right now, at least. Yeah. That's a really cool space. I will say, like it when I had pictured it after I, I, it. It was. It didn't end up being anything like I expected it to be, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. It was. It's. It's very worth the experience if you if you get an opportunity. All right. Uh, real quick, I want to mention a quick plug for my little pet project here at IGN, which is <laughs> Unfiltered, the monthly interview series uh, where I get to sit down with various video game industry folks. This is the month. The uh, episode that's up now is Cam Weber. He's the head of EA Sports. I think his official title is some long, fancy thing. Mm-hmm. It's like general manager and vice president of EA and EA of sports, sport and sporting tradition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But check that out if you're curious at all. I asked him about MVP baseball. Oh, nice. Wherever we're gonna get because Xbox fans all the every year, yeah. like clockwork, when the show is coming out on PS4, like, oh, are we ever gonna get a baseball game? And well, now I pose the question directly to the person most responsible. So, <laughs> well, I mean, Xbox fans did get Super Mega Baseball too, which was fun. <laughs> you should check that out. You can kill the pitcher it's, with a line drive. Yeah, that's really the that's the selling point. <laughs> that's what I remember. That's literally what I thought of when you said. Yeah, that. the video I posted yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I recall most. Not with all due respect, to it's them. a good game. It is it's a good I game. Know, it is good, but there's no major league license. So right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so please check out IGN Unfiltered. if you're. It's in podcast form, but I'd love it if you would actually watch the video. That'd be cool. Real quick, before we continue, I've got to say that the podcast is feeling more like a real show than ever because I'm actually going to do a live read on a sponsorship right now. This is for our male listeners, and it's brought to you by 4hims.com. A not-so-fun fact, two-thirds of men experience hair loss by age 35. Unfortunately, by the time a lot of guys notice, it's usually too late. So if things are getting a bit thin up top or that hairline is a little farther away than it used to be, or maybe you've even seen bald spots popping up, you have the power to do something about it. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. ForHims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness that connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that maybe you're too embarrassed about to handle in person. No waiting room, no doctor visits, no snake oil pills or supplements they sell behind the counter at gas stations. These are prescription solutions backed by actual science. It's easy. Visit 4hims.com, answer a few questions, a doctor will review and prescribe accordingly, and products are shipped directly to your door. While supplies last, unlocked listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they head to 4hims.com slash podcast unlocked. This would cost hundreds of dollars from a doctor or pharmacy, so 5 bucks for your first month is a steal. Again, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash podcast unlocked. Thanks. Now back to the show. Okay, let's get to it. And I want to start with Halo, but not just Halo, Halo and Forza together mm-hmm. in a crossover. A really, really interesting crossover. I guess consider this a spoiler warning if you want to go into Forza Horizon 4 not knowing exactly what this is. Maybe fast forward eh, two to five minutes, something like that. But uh, I want to tell you guys about this. So 
Joe Screbbles from our IGN UK team got to see this behind closed doors, and he wrote it up for IGN. I want to read you his description. So there is a showcase event in Forza Horizon 4 that if you find it, so cool. it triggers this. <laughs> so the event will appear on your map, and once activated, kicks off a cutscene. Again, this is in Forza Horizon 4. I just want to set everyone's place and, uh, of, yeah. uh, of context here. Car-focused. Yes. Uh, kicks off a cutscene that sees Master Chief walk up to a warthog, stare down a pelican, and then appear on a Northumberland beach overlooked by Bamberg Castle. And Joe notes, uh, as a Brit himself, this is particularly weird if you're British. So yeah. <laughs> it is Master Chief in the In UK. the real world. Yeah, in the UK. <laughs> it says, the mission is framed as a training simulation and has a set of warthogs racing to keep up with a pelican, avoiding swooping banshees, and trying to get to the finish line before the halo ring you're on. And yes, the skybox has been changed to reflect that detail. Apparently collapses. <laughs> a fully voiced Cortana, shout out to Jen Taylor, narrates throughout the mission, commenting on what's going on around you and mentioning the, quote, ancient structures, a.k.a. the old British houses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Forerunner. Pass on the way. It's a surprisingly fully-fledged little addition. The fields are scattered with covenant fortifications, and even the race barriers are made of hard light and genuinely funny in its execution. So uh, as if I needed another reason to yeah. look forward to Forza Horizon 4, here you go. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is one of those Easter eggs that like, is just – frosting right it's just it really so is. great it's just I, I was excited for horizon 4 before this right I, like it, this is just great i'm i'm so happy to hear it, and i'm so happy to hear how like lush it sounds it doesn't just sound like oh yeah you know you see master chief and there's a warthog mission and that's it it's like you're on a, a ring you're on a halo and like <laughs> the skybox is different there's things out in the field and there's cortana's voice like that's so much more detail than an easter egg like this needs and that's phenomenal it's great well what's great too is we've gone from this is not the first time there's been a little a little halo crossover right i believe it goes back to might be even motorsport 4 mm-hmm. where the, the the halo warthog was i think you could unlock it in the um forza vista thing where it, basically where it's just in the showroom and you mm-hmm. could pan around it and go inside it like and then i think it was drivable in rocket league well, yeah, but <laughs> might have been maybe even Horizon two or three. Mm. But we it, we've now we've so we've built up from just being able to look at it at a, a warthog to being able to drive it around to now having a whole mission. So you real you guys realize the next step is just Forza becomes the escape the explosion mission at the end of every Halo game. <laughs> well, I was thinking that. There's going to be a Forza a, a, that playground will end up just doing a, a, a like Forza, a Halo Forza Halos Forza Halo <laughs> that, dude I'd be whether it's totally fine with uh, that think about it like a multiplayer Ghosts versus Warthogs versus like kind not a kart racer obviously but maybe more like a uh, it's like a motorsport like mm. or a um what's the motor storm. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. a MotorStorm. I know it's a PS4 game, and we're on an Xbox show, but something <laughs> like that. Like, why not kill the lights? All the put all the vehicles in the game in there. Let's with the with the Forza Horizon engine. I would love that, Let's especially if happen. you're like tooling around on you know <laughs> uh, Halo Ring or like you're tooling around one of the planets in the uh, in the Halo Verse. That would be uh, that would be really awesome because. You'd see, I mean, you'd be obviously tooling down streets and all that, and then just like sentinels would come out of rocks or something like that, or 
or a uh, a phantom would appear somewhere or yeah. a wraith would be lobbing plasma at you. Be good. I, I just want to know the physics of a warthog. Right, well, like, because that's they're, what Horizon they do, they're non-existent, <laughs> right? But that's what Forza is so good at is making each car kind of feel unique and sound unique yeah. and and drive really differently. And I'd love to see what real life car they started with. It'd have to be front wheel right? drive, right? Right. They'd have war, to go with like all a warthogs Jeep. have a front drive. Driver. Yeah, like start with a Jeep and then slowly turn it into a warthog. Right. I'd love to see what that base was or what what they took inspiration yeah, from it, to actually get the feel of that car. I, I smell a making of video. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Right. Like let's uh, let's make that happen. Didn't they make? I mean, they've made warthogs before, right? Like I, I, ones? I, I mean, some promotional thing. Well. <laughs> You mean, are you talking about in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the when I was at OXM, we had a, a freelancer go uh, to New Zealand because Weta had had made one. Yeah. for that. Uh, was it for the the Neil Blomkamp? The, yeah, the, movie? The, I think it was for that the mm. the movie that didn't get made. The movie that became District Nine, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they got to and our, That's our right. writer got to ride around in it because the warthogs they made for that Halo movie when it was dissolved and then they retooled it into District Nine, they actually used the same props in there and just like stripped them down. So I believe one or two of the vehicles in there were like warthog chassis. I didn't know that there was actually that strong of a connection between those two movies. Oh yeah, yeah, they were making oh. props and everything. I think some of the weapons in there are like assault rifle. Oh, there's a straight from up Halo, Halo assault CE. rifle. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. And I, I, God, I, I wish I could remember. I think it was built on like a Wrangler chassis or something. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only so many. Somebody, sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort of building your own proprietary bespoke thing. I'm sure someone has done it in their garage. <laughs> I don't doubt. If it. you've ever built a warthog, email us at yeah, let us know. at ign.com. Uh, all right, so great stuff again from Playground and Forza Horizon. Yet another reason to look forward to Horizon Four on October second. We're like uh, six weeks out from that game. Can't wait. Now, Tom Marks. Hello. Doom Eternal. Yes. Uh, you got to attend QuakeCon on it behalf did. of IGN, which we sincerely appreciate, down in uh, toasty Dallas. Yeah. Ooh, was it, it toasty? It was, uh, I mean, that's the thing about QuakeCon is it was humid and hot out uh, and stormy for a lot of it, but also QuakeCon, the hotel is connected to yeah. the convention center, <laughs> yeah. so you're so basically, you, go, you, don't bless. you don't breathe fresh air for three days, yeah. right? <laughs> you're just in a room with people playing computer games or in a press room interviewing people or in your hotel room writing for three straight days and you yeah. do not see the sun. Uh, but Sounds like Vegas. <laughs> kind of. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I got to go down. I got to go to QuakeCon. I got to be in the room when they did the big reveal, uh, which of course they published as well. Three-part reveal. Yeah, it was of crazy Doom long. Eternal gameplay. What was before we talk about the game? How was the energy in the room? Uh it was insane. I mean, it was it was cool too cuz it is based out of Texas. Yeah, it's their home base. Right. So about uh, like a huge chunk of the audience at the front of the audience was developers. It was people in Doom Eternal shirts. It's yes. a dev team on the back. Oh wow. Um, and so there were people losing their mind over this game, like on the dev crazy. team. No, no, no. Well, I mean, partly on the dev team because they finally got to reveal it. I, but I also, imagine they're all like, like showing their baby, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then also, just the crowd was going nuts. And then they said, "All right, can Id please stand up?" And everyone, like a, a surprising amount of people around us, stood up, and you know, the audience started clapping, giving me a standing ovation like crazy. It was, it was really like a sweet moment for like fan dev interaction. It was, it was really nice. You don't see that a lot. I got to be in the room uh, for 
Doom 2016's gameplay reveal because it was at their press conference and mm-hmm. I was at that and it was yeah it was just people were just going nuts and Tom I cannot tell you how in love with Doom Eternal I am so far <laughs> it looks good uh, what what did you think of it being- I was crazy nervous oh. about it because I. I, I didn't think this was for sure going to happen, but 20, Doom 2016 wasn't so far away, right? Like, it, it, yeah. it was only a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and, two years, yeah. And it made me feel like maybe this was just going to be more Doom. And that's not a bad thing, because Doom 2016 was phenomenal. Yeah. That, that was a great, great game. But it made me nervous that maybe this wasn't going to do a whole lot to change things up. And then they showed this gameplay trailer that we're seeing right now, and it... It completely assuaged my fears immediately. Like yep. there's so much about this game that is different and that's new and that's an improvement or a change or just trying to shake things up uh, that I was really impressed. So, so it's, it's not yeah. just Doom Plus set in L.A. Yeah, basically it's not. And it's it's also not just Earth. That was another thing we learned was everyone from that first tease from E3 assumed it was just Doom Hell on Hell Earth. On Earth. Hell yeah. on Earth yeah. um, but actually they one of the other gameplay clips they showed was Phobos, right? You're yes. actually going to these other Doom places. Doom 1 style. Right. Uh, so there's going to be more to this game than I think a lot of people were expecting. Uh, the devs actually talked about how they added this thing called the system called the destructible demons, which is, and you might've seen it in that is as you start destructible de- demons, name of my band, I call it. <laughs> yeah. Where basically what that means is as you start ripping and tearing and shooting demons, yeah. chunks of them fall off and every demon has a specific, like a bunch of different areas. So if you shoot the Ripper arm, terror. like yeah. meat will come off the arm, or if you shoot like <laughs> horns, the horns will break off and they're really, really detailed over 50 areas of destructible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like each one comes like basically hobbled together and then like it's destructible environments. Is it sort of, it's not anything goes right. Like you can't blow off bespoke chunks of it. It's all like, well, if you're attacking this house, this wall can come off and that wall can come off and that chunk can come off. Yeah, I think it's more like that. I think it's more specific areas on demons are prepared to fall off as you do damage to them. But some of that does have an impact on gameplay so i believe so like if you blow leg off or something. I, I don't know if it gets that detailed i don't think you can blow legs off or blow arms off but i think there are enemies that have like uh i can't remember the name of that brain guy in the robo suit oh um, yeah i know who you're talking about wait, with the gallon oh, you mean the, the arachnatron ga- yeah the arachnatron thank you <laughs> thank you i got i, love, I, got I love that you're just like tattoo that says arachnatron i, was, I got I you was waiting for i was in waiting for Ryan English to chime font. in um <laughs> But so for the Arachnatron, I, I think you can break parts off of that, right? Oh, like okay. there are certain creatures that do this. It's not oh, as you, crazy destructible as you just blow any off, limb. Can you blow off the Gatling gun and pick it up? Uh, oh. I don't think so. Man, I don't know. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, but uh, the craziest thing that I saw, and I think I talked to, to Marty Stratton about this, the game director. One of the, yeah. Um, about the grappling hook that is on your super shotgun, which is a totally new thing. It's called the meat hook. Oh, it's only on the oh, it's only on the shotgun. shotgun? Only on oh, the I, super shotgun. I didn't shotgun. know that. And as M- Mitchell uh, Saltzman did some digging, and it looks like it's actually maybe even a weapon mod. So I think it comes that by default on the super okay. shotgun, but yeah. then you can probably you swap can something out. Things? No, you can't. You can't swap it to other things. I talked to them specifically oh, okay. you about. You can just remove it from the shotgun. I think that maybe, and they haven't talked about this much, but I think that maybe you can swap it out for something or maybe improve it, but it is a feature that is unique to the Super Shotgun. And one of the things that they were talking about is 
you can only use it to hook onto demons and towards demons. You can't There's, use it not for the environment. This is not a Zelda grappling hook where right. you're going to be grappling on points to swing over gaps yeah. or like grappling secrets across gaps. Right. They want to keep you face to face with monsters yes. at all times. This is about you getting closer to demons quicker. I think that's super smart because the thing about Doom that I think works so well was it is. From the moment you enter to the moment you leave, it is nonstop. It well, is just 100%. And you can stop and like go look for, for little um, bobbleheads and, and uh, little Doom Man figures if you want to. But like if you're just playing the story, you, there's maybe 20 seconds break between demon things. So. It's true. Yeah. The, uh, my, my favorite description of Doom, and I wish I could credit the person who originally said this. I think it's probably also been passed around so much that I don't know who the original – uh, author of this is, but it was somebody I think on a, on Reddit or a forum was comparing Dark Souls to Doom. Yeah, and they said, uh, if I'm paraphrasing correctly, in Dark Souls you are trapped in a room with monsters. Uh, and in Doom, <laughs> the monsters are trapped in a room with the, you. The yeah. Rorschach quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really true, and I think they recognize that. Uh, like from talking to the devs, I think that they know what people like about Doom, yeah. and especially what people like about Doom 2016. Yeah, and then also we're not afraid to. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sorry. We're, if you're listening on audio, we're watching gameplay. It's gruesome, man. You should check it out. Um, the spider just got stabbed in the eye. But uh, that's so. As an old school Doom fan, what made me extra happy about watching the Doom Eternal gameplay reveal were the numerous. Old school throwbacks. Mm. There were a bunch in there. So uh, the arachnatrons that mm-hmm. you mentioned already, Tom, those were from Doom 2, the original Doom 2. The Pain Elemental was in there. Yep. Uh, the old school blue vial one-point health pickups were in there. <laughs> You're going deeper than I I'm, than I'm going I, deep. I, yeah. I, this is all stuff that like jumped you, right out to you me. You want to just do yeah, a yeah. rewind theater live? I probably right should. <laughs> Uh, the the plasma rifle that mm-hmm. we see in the in the gameplay is the exact like modeled originally uh, <laughs> just in you know the 2018 tech, but it's the same exact look of the plasma rifle, which is not how it was in Doom 2016. Mm-hmm. That grappling hook and uh, there's the new thing, and then um, of course the and then I noticed actually just watching it here, the same thing, old, the old school that just. Uh, stacks of shotgun shells yeah. that's just that's how it was in the original as well and then the big one which is what that third chunk of gameplay the, where they ended it all was on the arch vial reveal right uh, the arch vial was the like the pretty much the big major new enemy in doom in the original doom 2 as well right um because the doom 2 didn't actually have a big new boss because the end of the end of doom 2 you're Technically killing John Romero's hand. Yeah, I was going to say it's John <laughs> Romero uh, on a spike. Yeah, and then like there's there's the same um, cyber demons that there are in, in Doom 1. But uh, yeah, the Archvile who is super tough to kill. <clears throat> he can just create pits of fire where you're standing. Mm. And then he can also, uh, if I recall correctly, resurrect dead enemies too. So you have to get him. You got to get him quickly. I think so. I think they said it was twice the demons in this game. Twice <laughs> the, Good. Yeah. yeah, I love that tagline. Is du- double demons. the demons basically? So there's going to be that means not on screen at once, right? Obviously, it's it's there's double the 
the menagerie. Yeah. yeah, you have a yeah. lot more to fight. <laughs> the bestiary. It's yeah, also we, it's also just crazy to hear that they're leaning into doom lore with this game yeah they're trying to make it story based they're they're going into great. parts of hell that because i i mean doom's doom 2016 story was fun it was serviceable right. right but that wasn't the point the point of the story of doom 2016 was shoot some aliens yeah. right or shoot some demons <laughs> yeah. on blow, mars blow that's, stuff up. that's what we are crafting this story to allow you to do yeah, you're the doom slayer right just go slay de- yeah demons and now i think obviously they're not going to stop that from being part of it but it is interesting to hear that something about the first game resonated with people in yeah. a way that they want to explore that more i mean when, when was the last doom it was doom 3 right the last Before, one that, that had like a a solid story to it yeah. where you're going through and you're exactly Mars right doom and, doom 3 was a was a retelling of doom, doom 1, one yeah. doom 1's actually been done three times technically <laughs> Uh, which is weird in a in a four game series. <laughs> well, now I guess now it'll be five, but it's uh, just it's just yeah, like it was, uh, the, uh, what was it, The Evil Dead, where they did it the first time it was right. a college film, and then they're like, you know what, let's just reboot it, <laughs> do, do it again, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Doom Three, they tried to take a much more narrative approach, and you know, it's it's got a whole different tone and vibe, and it's it was a great game, but yeah. it's it's it was, it was more not, like survival horror shooter kind of kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's not sort of up in the pantheon with the other ones. It was a big deal when it came out, though. I remember my huge buddy was a huge PC gamer, um, and he was just like, this is the best-looking game you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and he put me in this hallway section where the lights are flickering, and I don't know what year it came out. He had like a sort of, if not top of the line, close to it, PC rig. Was 04, I believe. Oh, wow, that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was. Because um, there was an original Xbox port yeah. done by Vicarious oh, that's Visions. Right. Yeah. that's right. Which I was really that. well done, actually. Yeah. But there was a scene, or there was a, an element of it where you're walking through a hallway and the light is flickering and then something comes out of the wall, like this big demon dog thing comes out of the wall and grabs you. Pinky. Was it Pinky? Probably. Okay. Well, Pinky <laughs> comes out of the wall lovingly and just covers you in kisses. Note to self, uh, never get in a Doom trivia contest I know, with Ryan. I know, yeah, that's right? not one you want to challenge me on. Uh, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, this is, this is where first person shooters are going to go, you know? Um, and it's really, really cool to see a little more of that story beat coming back to the Doom series. Because it, it is a genuinely kind of interesting story. It's pretty cool. It's it can be. Science and hell. I uh, Well, this is how far down the rabbit hole that I went slash live, Tom, as I've, I've read all four of the Doom books. Hey, Tom, did, did you know there was a Doom book? I did not know there was <laughs> one, know. let alone four. There are four. My goodness. The first, the first one is is a narrative telling of the original doom. And it's, it's actually like, it's a short kind of like young adults level oh. book, but it's pretty well done actually. And then doom two is same thing. Or the, the, rather the second book is a narrative telling of a narrative elaboration of the events of doom two. They set it up where, uh, you know, the, the demons are having indeed, indeed invaded earth. And you take up with, uh, the Mormons in Utah who've like, hunkered down and prepared for it and meet up with this like group you're with this group of of survivors and uh and then three the third and fourth books that don't have a book that don't have a game to follow get as i recall pretty off the rails i haven't read them in years and years but i knew they were doomed comic books because that's where rip and tear comes from right is from the comics yeah it's so funny that to me that it's not really ever been part of the video game and it's now just like such a key part of doom <laughs> it, i mean it's basically the the twitter version of the, the game description right? <laughs> doom 28 doom eternal rip and tear yeah yeah 
uh, a funny <laughs> little tidbit as I asked the devs why it was uh, – I, I asked them about the name because it's not – and basically they said they were – they didn't want it to be Doom 2 year of release, right? Yeah, like they Doom didn't, 2 In the same way that we're saying Doom's 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, but That's fair. I also asked them – since this is a nice little unlocked uh, tidbit – uh, I asked them what they thought about Doom Eternal and Halo Infinite both being announced right, at the same E3. Yeah. <laughs> These like endless game name, endless adjective. Yeah, right. Like, you know, it was very odd. Doom um, in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. And they, they said that they thought it was really, really funny too. And they, I, I think Marty Stratton said something along the lines of like, I'm very glad we didn't call it Doom Infinite. And I bet Microsoft is very glad they didn't call it Halo Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the only other you could have gone the, uh, the the Joel Schumacher Batman route and gone uh, Doom Forever, right? Yeah, you could yeah. have gone that way too. Well, they, they're going to make more, <laughs> right? They'll have another. So everyone, sure everyone's in a plastic suit with rubber nipples, and <laughs> they're they're going to keep making Doom games. I'm positive, I'm pretty sure. as long as this one is at all decent. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's Doom Eternal. We gushed on that for a while. Pardon me, because I can't help it. Doom is. Yeah. Doom is I'm, that's a game. I'm, it's one of those rare games for me that I'm so excited about. I have I have trouble discussing it without like using profanity. Fan, yeah. Fa- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Without, without without just, fanboying and just dropping <laughs> f bombs. <laughs> All right. So, Brandon Tyrell. Hey, what's up? Gamescom 2018 is oh, underway. It is. You were up very very early today because Germany is uh, eight or nine hours ahead of us. Which meant you had to get Is up really? way very early. Yeah, I was you up covered at, way very awesome. early. <laughs> yeah, I was up uh, way very at five a.m. to come in and do some inside Xbox coverage. Uh, all that stuff is on the site right now. You should go check it out. Just announcements from every corner of the gaming sphere. Seriously, I mean, man, there's some there's some big stuff. Uh, DMC five got a reveal. Uh, Master Chief uh, Halo: The Master Chief Collection is coming to Game Pass yes. September first. Uh, tons of new enhancements and updates on that as well. Full HDR support, 4K, all that. Now, Microsoft, we were all hoping, uh, I believe it was Tom Warren, I believe had posted a code name yes, uh, from- for the, the long-rumored new revision of the, the Xbox Elite controller. That announcement did not happen. It did not, no. But we did get hardware sort of. <laughs> hardware adjacent, I guess. Kinda. Uh, if you need an Xbox One this fall. Oh boy, do they have something <laughs> for you as long as you like one of four games. Uh, <laughs> they have a a whole series of, I mean, before we get into the bundles, they've got a whole series, the Xbox Design Lab, where you can go and sort of design whatever controller that you want. Um, they have a whole bunch more camo options and uh, shadow options, and they actually look pretty cool. I think you can get those for 70 bucks, but... Um, no Elite V2 wireless controller, unfortunately. Uh, there is a new PUBG exclusive wireless controller, though, and it is uh, cool. It's That'll do well. It's Yeah, it will, um, especially because PUBG finally is going to be coming out of early access. It's got a release date now. You can find that on Yeah, we'll IGN, talk about that in a second. And I would tell you, except I don't remember what it is. Um, I got you, Matt. <laughs> thanks. Uh, the PUBG controller is actually pretty cool. Like You can tell a lot of thought went into this thing. It's on, on the trigger. It's got an X, right? And then on the, um, the left analog stick, there's a blue ring around it to symbolize the enclosing blue ring. There's just a lot of cool little nods to it. Um, the big thing, though, are the bundles. Boy, are there bundles. Wait, so bundles, so there are two or three? Yeah, times two or three. (laughs) (laughs) There are eight, count them, eight bundles that were announced today at Gamescom. And um, I'm going to run through them because six of them are pretty straightforward. Battlefield 5, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Forza Horizon 4 
uh, are all getting a one terabyte Xbox One S and a one terabyte Xbox One X bundle okay. each. So whichever way you want to go with that. Yep. One S is three hundred. Uh, one X is five hundred for all of those. Um, there is a special Gold Rush edition for Battlefield Five Xbox One X. Um, it is just loaded with all kinds of games and Game Pass, and I think there's a gold thing you can redeem in there as well. Again, the details are a little fuzzy. Um, there's a lot of news this morning. Uh, <laughs> you can check that out right now. We're actually going to have a roundup of all of this on IGN, um, so you can go and see. If you're looking for an Xbox, you can find that. And then finally, there's going to be a Fallout 76 bundle as well. Um, and again, that comes with a bunch of uh, a bunch of goodies in it. Uh, and I believe the, the con- so with I all these, it's a one X as well. Yeah, with yeah. All these the there's nothing different about the look of the console. no. They're all just straight the consoles paired with the game plus yeah. some freebies thrown in as well. Okay, good to know. So yeah. that is just like every every fall, Microsoft's got you covered in the bundle department. Seriously. <laughs> all right. Uh, another. This is oh yeah. I was happy about this. Yeah. This is this is really good news. Now this is a game. So Hunt Showdown. So we jumped on this as soon as we saw the trailer. Yeah, because like two years ago, it looked. I mean, it's it's like Left for Dead meets. Uh, it's no, it's no? I, no, it's more, it's more PUBG meets Southern Gothic monster Van Helsing. That'll work. Yeah, um, it's ba- a hunt showdown. It's basically you and a buddy, or I believe there's a single player mode. I can't I can't remember off the top of my usually, head right now. I think it's usually I think it, you are in pairs, so you, you can pair, go yes. in singular, but you will be against. But you will pairs, be against. Okay, is, is as far as I know it. Yeah. All right. So it's been it's been it's been an early access for god what a year now tom uh i don't think quite that long but a a, a while a while yeah so it's actually really cool it's it's i mean i shouldn't lead with this i guess but it's permadeath right you you have a hunter you're a bounty hunter you go into this like nasty louisiana swamp and you (laughs) kill uh it's set in like the 18 the, the the turn of the century i believe like late 1800s um so you're using archaic old timey weapons but you go into this swamp with um you know your partner and it's just i think four teams of two um and you're all like trying to kill each other mm-hmm. but you're also trying to find an objective and summon this boss mm-hmm. creature once you summon them the entire map is alerted um and you basically fight giant spiders or like terrifying leatherface-esque monsters they're really horrifying they really and honestly this is probably one of the most genuinely terrifying renditions of a video game spider i've ever seen the way it moves it ducks into like holes and pops out from the roof and it is just if you've got like even a small fear of spiders do not do not watch gameplay of hunt showdown <laughs> it's um, a fair warning yeah it really is but it is it is a cool little like i don't i don't, I don't know if i would call it battle royale-esque but it is sort of a uh you know player versus player versus environment yeah kind of. i, mean, I think they were pitching it as a battle royale initially and i don't i, I think now that it's in our hands yeah. it is not necessarily the best description of it mm-hmm. because it is such a smaller amount of players on the field at any time and the goal is not just to be the last person standing the goal is to get this thing and escape yeah and so you don't even have to kill anybody else no there's you don't there's viable strategies where you just wait and ambush yeah right they kill the boss and then you pounce on them grab the reward and make it to the extraction before you're gunned down yeah um but it, like we said it's been in early access for a while on, on steam it is now officially coming to the xbox game preview program which is xbox's version of early access uh, and, you know, they'll announce when that's going to happen at a later date. Yeah, I think this is great to see. I mean, I, we, like you mentioned, we jumped on this early and we saw 
you know, the gameplay videos we posted were, were oh, doing millions of views. Yeah, the first the first video we put up is, I think, at 1.5 or 1.8 yeah. million right now, which is crazy. Like, that's a good, met- as far as metrics go, that's a good video. Yeah, and there's and there seemed to be a lot of momentum for it, but I, f- I feel like it's the I feel like the momentum's kind of fizzled on that game a bit. Like I don't hear anyone talking about it yeah. right now. And I think it has. I mean, we did do an early access review on it, and there are some issues with the game, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of balance to to. There's a lot of balance required to make games like this. I mean, you can speak yeah. better to it than I can, but to make games like this viable and sort of, you know, continue to scratch that itch where it feels fair, but it's not easy. And nobody feels overpowered. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, so one thing I don't think you might not have mentioned is, is this is Crytek. This yeah. is this, this is, is the makers yes, of Crisis, Crisis and yeah. Far, the original Far and Cry. Rise. And Rise. Oh yes, who can forget? Um, Apparently, but, all of us. No. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm ha- I'm I'm a hashtag Rise fan for life. <laughs> I actually I have it on my Xbox. It's a game I've never played. Mm. The story is really good. Is it? It's a really good story. Yeah, it's play it. I mean, it is it is worth playing to the end. It's it's pretty short, right? Six or eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love sort of cinematic, you know, it's not, it is sort of like that Hellblade kind of experience, I'll bet it still looks great, too, because, I mean, it was was gorgeous. I believe it got enhanced, didn't it? I don't know about that, because Crytek... I mean, they had, they had some issues after yeah. Rise, yeah. So this is actually Hunt Showdown is their first game after, you know, they, they ran into some financial problems, but yeah. um, this looks like the entire team is behind it sort of pouring their heart and soul into it yeah and i i think i was i was gonna say to your comment about the it fizzling since it came out in early access i think that that is a fair observation and i think one of the reasons is frankly i think they released it too early yeah i think that people saw this game that was because it's crytek gorgeous it looks so just beautiful like it's it's flat out one of the best looking modern games around i think i think that's safe to say um but I think a lot of people were hoping it wasn't going to be early access. I think a lot of people saw it and were hoping it was just going to be this sort of finished, polished product when yeah. it came out. Uh, and they went from showing off gameplay to dem like to demoing the game in beta to an early access launch in a surprisingly short period of time. Right. Um, and it was just not polished. It was, and that's that's the point of early access. I'm not hating them for putting out an early access game that was not finished sure. because that's literally the point. <laughs> that's and it's the point. To Xbox Game Preview, which is literally the point, right? right? Is to finish <laughs> the game with the community. But I think the reason it fizzled is because a lot of people had a lot of this hype for it, mm-hmm. jumped in, and just kind of like it wasn't quite all there, yeah, and lost momentum. And I think they did that to themselves if they had waited. Uh, a while obviously i don't know their financial situation or sure. the deadlines or anything like that so there's a lot of factors that go into that but if they had waited longer until they had a more polished product i think people would be would have been a lot more excited when it came out luckily now the xbox game preview version is probably going to be a little farther along yeah, so yeah. it might and, get a, a warmer reception well, and there's more content in it now as well like when yeah. it first launched it was only i think two bosses yeah and those are two. really those are really the the marquee sort of features of this game right and there were a lot of problems with the strategy you were talking about the ambush strategy which is you wait till somebody else kills the monster, they get the bounty, and you literally just camp the exit yeah, point yeah. Uh, and kill whoever. There was one extraction point, right? Uh, I think that either there's one or you would run to the closest one basically yeah, okay. every time. Okay. Um, and 
that strategy has been I, I think it's still a strategy, but sure. I think it has also been some of the the griefing potential has been mitigated somewhat. Yeah. I can totally understand frustration with that, right? Because you do all this hard work and you get it and then you're gunned down right at the it's end. It's not fun. It would By make, someone who's basically not playing the game. Yeah, it would make me want to quit the game immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and, and hopefully to your point, both of your points as well, it, it, the Xbox release on, again, on game preview yeah. will give Crytek a chance to uh, kind of a second chance at properly setting players expectations yeah, yeah hopefully and you know to say okay we've got this thing and maybe you've heard about it but if not here's the cool premise and it's going into game preview it won't mm-hmm. be, and it's not done yet yeah i mean they they did say today on the inside xbox stream the monthly show that microsoft does um that they were using this opportunity to gather data to get mm-hmm. feedback from players and they'll use that to adjust the game um but i honestly think this is going to do really well on xbox in the same vein that you know PUBG when it came yeah. to Xbox did really well or consoles in general I suppose um, and then uh, Fortnite as well when it came to consoles like there there aren't these sort of competitive type games of a high quality level for consoles the way there are on PC um, and I think this is one of those things where if you're intimidated by going into a Fortnite or a PUBG match and you know fighting a hundred other players and not knowing what's going to happen whichever way the wind blows this is a much more manageable experience yeah where, That's a good point. Yeah, where you do have like elements of the environment that you can interact with rather than just waiting for somebody to kill you from a half mile away, you know? Um, I think it's going to do really well, and I'm, I'm actually really stoked to see it come to Xbox. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on this because they didn't give any sort of release date for nope. the game preview version. We'll let you know. Uh, wrapping up more, the other Gamescom Xbox announcements, as you, you mentioned earlier, Brandon, PUBG is officially leaving game preview and Full release. 1.0. release. September 4th. So that is right Right around the corner. The 1.0 release will see the addition of War Mode, a team deathmatch mode complete with respawns and teammate reviving where teams compete to reach a score goal as well as uh, a new map, uh, Sandhawk. Is that how you pronounce it? Sonic. Thank you. Totally pronounce it. And that's already live on the PC it's, version, you, right? you pronounce it where the A, the H is on the other side of the N as it actually got is. It. Okay, I got <laughs> it. Because for some reason they wanted to make it super confusing. But yeah, oh. that is already on I PC. <laughs> so uh, there you go. It's uh, yeah. And then the controller coming as well. That so controller's coming out, yeah. You know, Microsoft really pushed... PUBG hard last fall when it was debuting uh, in December mm-hmm. in in uh, game preview. Now they've now they can push the actual 1.0 release pretty hard uh, this fall. Yeah, as as a <laughs> it'll be a big release for them two years in a row. Yeah, and, and it, I don't say that in like a I'm not mocking them. I no, just, no, no, it, no. It's sort of an interesting opportunity for them. I mean that that is a team that like is working like is working on that game yeah. regularly. If you're interested. If you have a passing interest in PUBG or like you're a hardcore uh, player, you can go check out. There's a documentary they released today. Um, it's like a short, I think it's 10 minutes, maybe nine, but it's Larry. Larry or Major Nelson went to um, went to the studio and interviewed them and sort of got a look behind the scenes. So it's kind of a cool little, little peek behind the curtain. And it's also really easy to forget, and maybe this is just me dealing with a billion PC games on a daily basis, but it's really easy to forget how big PUBG still is. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in this Fortnite, era where Fortnite is right. just the shadow of Yeah, we everything. talked about that a couple episodes back. Yeah, like. Fortnite, Fortnite has taken over the conversation, but PUBG is still a huge game, and I'm glad to see that it's finally kind of hitting 1.0, especially with the crazy rocky launch it had on yeah. xbox with the performance issues it really was rough um it's great to see that that's kind of 
it, it's made it this far <laughs> for lack of a better term. Not that it was ever really not going to. Um, and yeah, the Sonic map is really exciting too, because there are a lot of people who play PUBG who I know kind of never want to go back to the yeah. other maps. It's smaller. It is oh, significantly intimate. smaller and weapon drops are significantly more common. Oh, so, you so just, it's just a fast pace. You just fall in, you get weapons and all of the fights are like kind of within the hundred meter distance. Mm. You're never really in these. I mean, you can be, but you're not really in these crazy, crazy long sniper battles like you are on the other wide That's maps. That's really smart because um, not everyone can snipe, so it offers an alternative for players who like maybe yeah. don't have that bullet drop nailed down yet, you know? It's a, it's a much faster-paced map, and I think a lot of people really, really like that, at least on PC. Yeah, and then I'm one of the people who is interested in the 1.0 release because when it when it first debuted on, on Xbox, I was watching it over Destin's shoulder at his desk, and it was visibly and clearly not ready for prime the time. net the yeah. net code yeah it was yeah. rubber banding like i looked at it, i'm like i'm not like i know this is a big deal i'm not playing that yeah but yeah. the 1.0 like now 1.0 yes you're, you're done you're out you're it's then putting a flag along. in the ground right yeah i'm ready to give it a try so god i want to be in the room when that happens see how badly i do no just to see <laughs> what happens i just i genuinely don't know what's gonna happen i'll probably make for a, a vehicle and just try to oh dude no let's just <laughs> let's play it Tom and I'll be oh, in there. That, yeah, that's not a good. Point. We'll be sitting behind you. <laughs> we'll be sitting behind you with one large bowl of popcorn that we'll share between us, yeah. and uh, we'll just watch what happens. I got to watch uh, coming soon. IG. <laughs> I got to watch Zach Ryan's first game of PUBG ever, uh, like many many months ago. Hachi machi. Was, oh it, boy, <laughs> it was just it was magical to watch. Yeah. It was really nice because he was like slowly falling in love with the genre because he'd never really played battle royale games, yeah. and it was it was just like. It was beautiful. It was a yeah. beautiful moment. And then he just started playing Fortnite instead. And, you know, that's okay. That's, that's what happens. The end of that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Also in the Brendan Tyrell department, Sea of Thieves continuing to add plenty of new content. Forsaken Shores. Forsaken Shores yeah, is the next up. big one out September 19th. The next big update will bring a volcanic world to the Sea of Thieves called the Devil's Roar. The new island will periodically erupt and shake the world with tremors launch geysers, fling rocks, and heat the water around the island to the point yeah. you can be boiled to death. This is really cool. So some of the islands in the in the De- in Devil's Roar will be volcanic in nature, um, and they'll be dormant, and then all of a sudden, you know, for whatever whatever proxima off, I don't know if it's timed or what, but they'll just erupt. And, <laughs> like, you're talking um, just pyro... Um, pyroclasmic like columns and your geysers and rocks landing and and it does heat the water up so that if you jump in the water from your ship it will boil you alive yeah so rare is introducing a rowboat for players to get safely from one area to the other obviously you'll be pretty vulnerable in the rowboat you will but actually the uh one of the developers that was talking about it i i was watching his interview and he was saying that they've seen some really ingenious ways that players are interacting with this rowboat like loading it up with um gunpowder and just like rowing it over to an enemy ship and then like let it like ghost riding letting it go just sail straight in um which i think is is super ingenious i'm constantly amazed by the way uh see if these players you know the way they the ways they find to interact with the game after you know what months after it's launched yeah it was march so it's been uh we're we're coming up on i guess it's about five months now so a lot of, they've already added a lot and there's more coming. I, yeah, so this seems this seems really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. They're also um addressing one of the major issues, one of the my major issues I had with the review as well, which was just an inability of ways to progress or interact with um you know the the sort of power accumulation in the game. 
Uh, there are only there were only three types of missions to do, you know, kill skeletons, go dig up chests or go capture animals and deliver them to ports. Um, now they're adding a new one. It's called cargo runs where you basically have a bunch of cargo and you have to safely transport it from one place to another. Um, and it sound that sounds I, <laughs> admittedly that sounds kind of dry on the outset, but apparently there are a bunch of ways where things can just go horribly wrong. You know, <laughs> if you have like a, a, a cargo run full of rum and you move it too fast or too hard, it could break. You know, oh, so okay. uh, there are fun little I guess mechanics that sort of guide you along those different runs. Sweet. So we'll see what that looks like. Or to that, yeah, September nineteenth for Forsaken Shores. Uh, more release date stuff. 2019 we already know about february yeah now march uh, companies are beginning to plant their flag in the ground claiming dates in march you've yeah. got sekiro shadows die twice on march 22nd and a couple of weeks before that devil may cry 5 yep. on march 8th yep, just got its announcement today so that means pretty soon we're going to start seeing April and May dates pop up because we're booking out pretty far in advance at do, this point. Do we get a break anymore? Right. I mean, no, and that's fine. Not How to, much is January? Not to complain, we all love quiet. our jobs. Uh, isn't but. the end of January is Res- Resident Evil 2, isn't it? All right. Well, the beginning of January is okay. The beginning of January is your only <laughs> break. Yeah. From uh, so. when it's Smash and Hitman. Smash, Hitman. No. Smash is November. Smash, Smash and Just Cause 4. Just cause four is December, yeah. 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 So I guess from about mid December to mid January, you get about a a thirty day break to play all the six thousand games that came out. You heard it. Our boss told us we get a thirty day vacation. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it's in the books already. That's not what that meant. In the books. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Go check out the Devil May Cry uh, Gamescom uh, trailer that just dropped today. It is super wacky, over the top, just like Devil May Cry uh, the reboot has been. Dante rips his motorcycle in half or maybe it was nero i'm not sure i was i was riding while i was watching but rips his motorcycle in half and beats enemies to death with it one in each hand just okay Seems yeah. effective very cool yeah maybe not efficient right. but effective i know i i mean it comes, it comes apart like that it's a oh. motorcycle weapon and then it's like excuse like, me like teenage Mutant ninja turtle style like a fellow chucker you know and then he just beats enemies to death and i imagine it goes back together and he gets on and rides into the sunset video games were a mistake i don't even know what's <laughs> happening anymore there you go uh battlefield 5's open beta begins on september 4th for early access pre-order people and then september 6th for everyone else, passing along more dates. And finally this week, <laughs> Brandon Tyrell's... The, the most unlikeliest yeah, of announcements. Another another BT joint here. Yeah. Uh, vampire or vampire. I'm not sure if it's to- tomato-tomato thing. It's vampire. A lot of it people is? are like, well, the uh, Hungarian pronunciation is vampire. And the developer is like, our game is called Vampire. Okay. So. Well, that's that. <laughs> Go check out our Gamescom 2017 interview, and he says vampire a million times. Uh, Fox 21 has been granted the rights to make a vampire TV series announced as announced by the game's publisher, Focus Home Interactive. The series will be developed by DJ2 Entertainment and Wonderland Sound and Vision. Uh, DJ2 previously partnered with Square to publish to produce a show based on uh, Nod's Life is Strange. So that's happening as well. No release window yet, but DJ2's CEO, Dimitri Johnson, said his production company got on board with the project well before the game even released back in June. Uh, Not CEO Oscar Gilbert says, we believe it is a fantastic premise for a television show. We cannot wait to see how the talented team at Fox 21 will bring out the darkly atmospheric universe of our game into <laughs> television. 
Yeah. Is there a cool universe there to pull from? It is super cool. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, God, again, it's, I reviewed this thing months ago, but it is, um, you know, set in London, you know, during the, uh, one of the, the Spanish flu outbreak. Um, and there is just this weird sort of, um, grappling between humanity versus like the supernatural forces it is 100 percent a period piece and i think it would do like i mean we've all seen those shows like yeah. set in victorian london they do really well but you need the production value there True. to do it it is sets it is costumes yeah um they're gonna have to do some cgi on the face and a lot of fangs but <laughs> uh, i think it could do really really well this the the universe there is super rich um i mean it's even got like a vampire aristocracy thing going on as well so there, there's there's definitely something there i just i'm i'm curious to see if they have the resources to really the resources that they need to put into it yeah, i look like commander shepherd <laughs> yeah, right, doesn't he depends Kinda on what your like shepherd bearded, looks like that's true but the default I'm like, I always thought kind he, of a bearded shepherd. I always thought he looked like Surge from uh, System of a Down. La, 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 la. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's been a weird day. If you've made it this far, oh, thank man. you. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Let's get to the Marketplace Report. Brandon Tyrell, yeah. what is out this week? So this week is August 21st to 24th. Um, and... The first game out is Brawlout. It is a traditional fighting game. Uh, or, I'm sorry. It has traditional fighting gameplay and into a stylish aerobatic game the whole family can enjoy. Uh, and you can play online in Couch Co-op. That's Brawlout out to August 21st. Uh, doesn't really need an explanation. Shenmue 1 and 2 out August 21st. Uh, also out August 21st, All-Star Fruit Racing, a colorful racer. Uh, you race nine other racers, online racing, four-player and local split-screen racing, racing. Uh, <laughs> out also August 21st is Tyler model zero zero five. What? It's a platforming adventure where you solve puzzles and take on the role of Tyler, a spunky miniature robot. Okay. Uh, out August 24th is planet of the apes last frontier. So is this the same planet of the apes that was released early on PS4? The thing we revealed a while ago. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then Matt Max Scoville downloaded it. Yeah. Because it, it, there was an error and it went live on the PlayStation yeah, that's network. Probably it. Okay. Well, Planet of the Apes, Last Frontier is a narrative focused game based on yeah, the recent, recent films. Uh, your choices have consequences, conquest, betrayal, and survival send you towards either establishing a fragile peace or a bloody war. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a telltale style it's game that's telltale, not made by telltale. Yeah. But it's, it's not the cell shaded style. It right. is like, Actually, it looks really good. It's the cinematic sort of quality of monkeys. <clears throat> Spectrum, August 24th. Uh, that sentence just stopped. Uh, <laughs> it's an abstract world where players can jump, dive, and flow through 80 levels of unique shapes and colors. Uh, it's got an atmospheric sound trap, and it sh is shooting for an immersive zen-like platforming experience. Sounds cool. Uh, F, another game doesn't really need it. F1 2018, if you like Formula Big 1. Europe. Big series. Aug August 24th, also Xbox One enhanced. Uh, distrust is uh, this one actually sounds really cool to me. Uh, it's inspired by the thing. Oh, John Carpenter's uh, helicopter crashes left a group of explorers stranded near an Arctic base. So far, so good. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you go through a randomly generated base and overcome enemies and the deadly climate and a mysterious force. Mm, that so, does sound familiar. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to play Dutch. So. <laughs> Uh, Haunted, Halloween 86, The Curse of Possum Hollow. Wow, that is 
a super specific title. It's a platforming beat 'em up sequel to Haunted Halloween '85, a uh, completely overhauled combat system, and it is a faithful 8-bit gaming experience in 2018. Does cool. that game have parentheses in its name? It does. Yeah. Oh man. The Curse of Possum Hollow. Okay. Well, it's already got a colon. Yeah. <laughs> and an apostrophe. My rule is you get one punctuation per using, game title. Yeah, using all not including apostrophes. Oh, uh, yeah, there are some there are some bangers out there. Then yeah, haunted colon Halloween apostrophe eighty six parentheses the curse of Possum <laughs> Hollow dash the definitive edition. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> also out August twenty fourth is Don't Sink. Capture islands, sink ships, defend your towns, and discover an exciting world full of adventure in the sandbox adventure pirate RPG that lets you explore a massive world full of unique islands, colorful landscapes, and the open sea while keeping your crew alive and your ship afloat. I didn't take notes. So I just read that full all right uh but yeah it sounds Very like quickly, sounds like a pirate rpg um august 24th and lastly uh august 24th is phantom doctrine a turn-based strategy game set during the cold war phantom doctrine is kind of uh xcom in the cold war cool it's, is it like like yeah, you really like this game didn't russia you? versus well, US? i haven't played it it's oh. just like it's I, I know we put up a review of it and it's it's xcom like has become a genre basically yeah. so it's xcom like in in the Cold War setting, and it's espionage and all that stuff. Oh, cool! So it's not like they're trying to resurrect the Reich or, or like no, I don't summon a cult so. or aliens or anything like that. It's actually spy versus spy kind of stuff. I think so. Yeah, yeah. There might cool. be some sort of supernatural element, but you know I know what? it is mostly that sort of espionage spy. Cold War. You know what? Phantom Doctrine learns to draw for inspiration from classic spy films and novels as you carry out secret missions, investigate classified intel, interrogate your enemies in the spy versus spy thriller told across an epic forty-hour single-player campaign. There you go. There it is. Suppose we could just read it from the beginning and save ourselves 30 seconds. How about over on the marketplace? Tom? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Halo Master Chief Collection is being added to Game Pass, which we talked about yes, earlier. September 1st. The, seriously, that is the best Halo value you can get. It's four complete games for the multiplayer suite, and now it's you can play all of them for ten bucks. Yeah, and and it's really smart actually to put it in Game Pass because it'll help uh, get the player base up Back across up. all the yeah. multiplayer games. Yeah. A uh, Game Pass mobile app is also coming, which means That's right. you'll be able to play Master Chief Collection on your phone. Nope, no, you no. are one hundred percent wrong. Uh, <laughs> you can you can manage your catalog, you can manage your subscription, and you can actually uh, download games and have them install on your Xbox. I like that. So they're ready for you when you get home. It's in beta right now on Android. If you go to Google Play, you can find it. iOS, there is a beta, but I believe there's a sign up sheet. If you go you, check in your story, you yeah, mentioned okay, it's it's limited like limited it's a li- sign up yeah yeah so go check out that news story on ign if you want to find those links and then august games with gold we have forza horizon 2 all month of all in the month of august uh for honor going from august 16th to september 15th that's mm-hmm. now which is still one of those games that ubisoft is just like kept going and kept oh, yeah. supporting and it still has a fan base it's so. similar model to rainbow six siege they it just they really very, know very how similar. to support a, a competitive game yeah uh dead space 3 is gone it's already gone yeah, August 1st to August 15th. No more Dead Space. Well, you know, you could have gotten Dead Space 3. And then <laughs> Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. Uh, I don't know how I feel about two twos. Uh, it only so has want, one colon. You want to talk about punctuation. Yeah, especially because Epic Mickey 2 is the numeral and then The Power of 2 is spelt out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I feel about that. Weird formatting. But you can get that on Xbox Games with Gold uh, on August 16th to 31st. Fantastic. You can tell we're all a bunch of writer nerds. We're just sitting here <laughs> talking about punctuation. Let's discuss the punctuation of Should these. we use the Roman numeral or the Arabic lettering? <laughs> I say stick with one or the other. Yeah. That's right. all I mean. <laughs> no mix and match. Consistency. All right. Uh, it is time, real quick, for Unlock Block Trivia. Chance to, let's see, 
Brandon, you can you can tie for the ghost of Alana mm. with the lead here if you mm-hmm. can get this. Tom, we're looking for you to get on the board. It's only your well this, second or third unlocked appearance. And so. last time was a sports question, so you you caught me blindsided there. That wasn't my fault. Well, you know. It happens. Damn, the one show I miss. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Ellison, whose gamer tag is Young Gopher ninety two. Nice tag. The O's are zeros. From Boone, Iowa, asks. <laughs> actually, I think Brandon, you got a good chance here because you covered Live Arcade for a number of years. I do, but I th- I feel like this one's almost too easy. What Xbox Live Arcade game had over one million downloads? Pac Man, Uno, Texas Hold'em, or all of the above. I'm going to go Tom's way first, see if he knows this. I, I don't know it definitively, mm-hmm. but I feel like the answer has to be all of the above. I What's funny is I feel like these games were some of the first ones to hit XBLA in the early, early days. And while I know Uno and Texas Hold'em both did really well, I'm not 100% sure about Pac-Man. So I, but I also believe it's D, all of the above. Final answer. Final answer for both. Okay, uh, it's Uno. God, oh, I was gonna say yeah. Uno too. Pac-Man didn't sell a million. The, the classic oh, red herring man. of that that tempting all of I the above. I knew it. I knew it was too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. So all three of these games were on XBLA for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Years, and I remember seeing Uno. God, it's like the first day I booted up or yeah. somewhere near there. Justin, That's a bummer. Justin got you guys. That, Good job, that, Justin. That we got young Xbox game Uno. Yeah, I know, right? We got young Goford. All right. Uh, if you would like to try to stump the panel, please send in your <laughs> Xbox trivia question. Let me. I need four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email and send it to unlocked at ign dot com. That brings us to the end of our program. <laughs> Tom, anything it. you're working on? You want people to check out? Follow you on social medias. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm at Tom or Marks on Twitter. I'm going to PAX next week, so be sure to follow our coverage of that because it's going to be a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there. We're doing a, a, an, an IGN. We're doing a panel. Yeah. Or, it was an unlocked. Doing a panel. Yeah. At, I, thought we gonna, I thought we were going to promote this next week because we got one more week before. <laughs> well, I, guess, I jumped well, the gun. I jumped the gun. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, that's where I am. Excellent. Brandon? Yeah, I am Brandon Tyrell. My Twitter handle is Brandon Tyrell, making it really easy. Um, I will also be at PAX West next week, um, and we are just going to be doing a lot of stuff there. Yeah, man. Um, Go check out all of our uh, Xbox stuff we put up today. If you're watching this, odds are something there interests you. Uh, I think we put up something like 20 articles and videos combined. So there's a whole bunch of Xbox content on uh, on IGN from Gamescom right now. Uh, I'll review Dead Cells. If you're interested in cool action, roguelike, metrovania-like, any other buzzwords I can't think of, Dead Cells <laughs> is amazing. Go check it out. I really, really love that game. And I don't know if you knew, but there are a million little Easter egg references in there to other games. Like, for example, did you know they killed Nathan Drake in Dead Cells? Huh. Yeah. I little, didn't know that, little, only because you told me. Little <laughs> teaser. Uh, we're gonna have a, I'm going to have a feature up on that later today or tomorrow. So um, go check out that Dead Cells Easter eggs reference. It was a lot of fun to put together, and they're cool. <laughs> Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I mentioned unfiltered at the top of the show. Cam Weber, the head of EA Sports, is my guest for the month of August. I'm going to be shooting the September episode here fairly soon. So I think we're done. I think we've done it. We've done it. <laughs> there is coffee in the future. Yeah, it's lunchtime. Yeah. For Tom Marks and Brandon Tyrell, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 3. Gosh, what are we now? 358. My goodness.
We're almost to episode 360, and I've realized it far too late. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Emer- I keep- emergency brainstorm session. <laughs> Shoot. What are we going to do? All right. All right. Well, in any case, that was fun. We'll see you guys next week.